welcome to Not So Secret, The Secret Life of Us podcast. My name is Ellen. I'm Jim. This week we're talking about episode four, The Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. I definitely looked at the like M's and N's a few times and was like, how do you say that? Yeah. Evan does say it at one point. I feel embarrassed. I went to Catholic school and I was like... I also went to Catholic school, had never heard of it. (laughs) Also, I feel like Evan didn't go to Catholic school. I'm like, bullshit, dude. Yeah. He's a writer, though. He knows all about biblical things. Also very suitable. It's Easter as we're recording this. True. Glad we can talk about Jesus. The garden was the place where Jesus spent the night before he was arrested and taken to be Mm. crucified. I don't really actually know how that fits in. (laughs) Did he die before that? No, presumably he died on the cross and then rose the next day. Yeah. That's what happened. So it is fitting. Yeah, I suppose. So this week, the episode, it aired on 30 July 2001, originally. I think we'll just have a general discussion about what what went on this episode, maybe about each character. With Evan this week, well, we got some more insight into his work or not work life, as it may be. There's a great scene where he just goes fishing and starts talking about writers not doing anything, basically. Writers need time to think. I heard a story about a famous English writer whose wife used to ask him all the time what he was doing when he was looking out the window when he should have been working. He'd tell her, I am working. I might look like I'm staring out the window, but that's only on the outside. Inside, I'm working. She didn't get it, though, and eventually he had to divorce her. It was really great, and I want to know, actually, if we ever speak to the writer, to be like, did you just make this up? And I was like, is this just an excuse for the fact that the writers never show him working? They're like, we've just got to cut this scene in here to, like, explain our queries, which we've been raising week after week. Okay, so I liked that there was a point where Alex is like, rents you, and then I enjoyed it, like, Evan just, like, getting all his change and, like, splattered down and having, like, give me a check like a normal person in 2001. Yeah, and um, you you did speculate last week, Jim, that there would be a rent plotline. Yeah. And actually, when they said it's rent day, I was like, <gasps> here it is! It's here! I but think this episode had a few life. things that we have been waiting for oh, yeah. that almost happened. Yeah. Which I guess leads us into speaking about the Miranda Ritchie... Not really Miranda Richie, more just Richie plotline. Yes. So Richie is now famous, apparently. Um, yeah, I don't know how famous he is because they were still in the same bar, and he's like, <laughs> "Your lifestyle changes." I'm like, "You're in the same bar, dude." You're just the same your bar assistant director. Or you're on the housemates. <laughs> they apparently can't go anywhere other than the bar. Like the set budget must be really limited. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's gonna tie into my theme for this week. <laughs> my vibe in that scene. Richie was really vibing with the bartender. Yes. The bartender and Richie were definitely, there were some maybe the, yeah. The bartender, I think, was, oh, I don't know. The bartender was being more aggressive. Yeah. But I think Richie was loving it, and he ended up staying, so it opens with them at the bar. The bartender, his assistant director, and Richie talking. Mm. And the bartender being like, oh, I'll buy you a drink. Like, stick around. And he's like, oh, Miranda's got dinner with some friends, which the scenes are kind of between. Yeah. And then he doesn't get back till later. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's just working. I was like, what's the implication of that? Like, they just got really drunk or, like, did something happen? Yeah. I guess we don't know yet. And then what's interesting, though, is it kind of carries into, and we'll discuss this more later, Miranda's mm-hmm. plotline, which is her talking about kind of alternate forms of relationships outside of the novel. Yeah. Oh, so good. Amazing. Yeah. I was, like, madly screaming, not out loud because it was late at night, but, like, internally. <laughs> um, but it was a great, like, I think a really good plot line for the show to push through some of the criticisms we've had. Like, it was actually... Totally. And I think whenever that happens around the fourth episode mark, 
it's a sign that the show is actually thinking about the criticisms you might be making. Yeah. Like, they're sort of, like, aware of it and they're like, okay, well, then we'll address that once it's established. Maybe not our criticisms. <laughs> not <laughs> us, specifically, 15 <laughs> years later. Although... Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're just going back and editing it on YouTube as we speak. The other thing which we sort of speculated or maybe I speculated about last week was hate sex between Mm. Gabrielle and Jason. We almost got there twice and both times (laughs) I was like, hate sex, hate sex, hate sex. And then it just didn't happen. I think they basically went there though. The time when Gabrielle got on top of him and just like furiously was making out with him. And then I really enjoyed a bit of like consent practice there Mm. when Jason was like, I'm not enjoying this. No, you don't want sex. No, I just don't want this sort of sex. I thought that phrasing was interesting because it was so kind of stilted and mm. perfect. I yeah. thought it was like someone awkwardly being like, I do not want to do this right now. Yeah. Even though obviously complicated by other Totally. Parties. And I was like, it was great that they didn't have hate sex because I just think that would have been a bad thing for them to have done. But yeah. secretly I was also like, oh, I predicted this. I was so happy. I just wanted to see it like come to fulfillment. Anyway, so their relationship is basically broken down now. Yeah. He left after that incident. Yeah. And they did that well again. It was pretty subtle. The tension between them, them like bickering. I enjoyed their bickering, which kind of took a very realistic form. When they were bickering in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's so awkward for like (laughs) all their friends. I think everyone's been in that situation where like your couple friends, or maybe you have been that couple where you're fighting in front of your friends and everyone's like, "Ah." like, we're not fighting. It's just, he never has made a curry before. Yeah. That's just factually untrue. Yeah. And everyone just like slowly leaves. Like I'm (laughs) busy. Bye. The other character that we, I guess we haven't talked about is Will. Will had an interesting plotline this week, which maybe we'll get into a bit later. Yeah, he was just very frustrating this episode. Like, continuing on the asshole theme of last week, him and Jason, they are just more and more developing as assholes. And, like, Evan and Richie, who initially, I think, in the first episode, I was like, mm-hmm. hated them. They now really they are flipped. Yeah! And I was like, oh, I'm surprised. I didn't find Will as bad as Jason. But I think I was more frustrated mm. with Will's plotline. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get into that later. The no, other no. one was Alex. I yeah. Guess. So Alex, Alex's attention was focused. It kind of had two <clears throat> components. One, her professional development. She turns down doing an amputation and then finds out her junior, that guy who asked her to the play, which they do pick up, good on them. Yes. Did the amputation instead. And then he's getting all these experiences and she is kind of slipping behind. But then she has this cute kind of scene where she's like, I- I'll do the next one. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's good. Yeah. Um, And it responded to a thing I was thinking throughout our own, like, I want a show where it's, like, really focused on people's lives at work and they Mm. work different jobs and then the kind of of out-of-their-life relationship stuff is sort of secondary. Yeah. Which I guess would be, like, West Wing or something like that. Mm. But one where it's focused on different people's workplaces. Like, I would Mm. love to kind of have that as attention. But Mm. maybe just work doesn't matter to that many people. I don't know. I think it does. I think it consumes a huge part of people's lives. Yeah. And I think for, like, most of the characters on the show – Maybe half of the characters on the show, it does kind of consume them. Like Alex, Evan, somewhat. Yeah, Evan, I guess, is always writing. on his mind, but yeah. he's not really doing it. Which is very, like, much a writer thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Miranda, no. But Richie, yeah. Richie, yes. yes. Will, no. No. <laughs> Kelly, not. It doesn't consume her life, but it's around. Yeah. Speaking of Kelly and her job, I had a revelation, Jim last night you know we often talk about sex in the city on this podcast and yeah. evan being like carrie bradshaw 
But I thought last night, actually, if you combine the two voiceovers, which come from Evan and Kelly, Evan being a writer, Kelly being a matchmaker, and you put them you together, have. that's Carrie Bradshaw, like, it's true. in a nutshell. Although, I was really disappointed because Ellen texted me that before I watched the episode, and oh. I was, like, waiting for there to be, like, a matchmaker scene, and then it never came. No. I'm like, this is such right territory. Yeah. And I only really mentioned it, like, she kind of said that she was working there, and then at the end, she talks about it again. Mm. But it doesn't really... I want to see it. I want to see Moira again. I want Moira back. I yeah. want you back. I think it will come up next episode. I, so. I think this was just like setting the scene for some big matchmaking moments. And I think in terms of... We talked a bit last week about the show structure. I think that I'm starting to settle into the idea that the show does pick up plot points later. Mm. Like they're not as confined to the episode structure as a lot of other shows. Yeah. So a lot of things that would be kind of C-plots even in one episode will get picked up again. Yeah. In the next. Nice. Which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your MVP for this? So my MVP, in a twist from our early panning of this character, is Miranda. Wow, me too. Which I was incredibly shocked by my own opinion. (laughs) I really, I think I was less cold on Miranda than you were. So I was all nervous that I was like, oh, I'm going to have to tell Ellen that Miranda's my MVP. (laughs) Ellen's going to be like, hey, hey, Miranda. But undeniable. just send you out of the room (laughs) like no we're done no she was great so pretty much for me the scene that sealed it because i think we've talked about like in the last few episodes she kind of has just been a real periphery character she hasn't been doing a lot of stuff that's like integral to anyone's plotline and i think even in this one her plotline wasn't really advanced but she just had some like great moments which is part of why i wanted to give it to her i'm like she didn't actually have that much to work with Mm. in terms of script but she did a lot with it yeah, probably the main thing that I'm guessing, Jim, you probably really love this too, was her critique of monogamy. Yeah. I have a problem with this whole moral and moral thing anyway. Why is sleeping with two people at the same time immoral? Because you have to lie to do it. And that's when it becomes immoral. But if society didn't demand monogamy for the most of our lives, which is basically impossible, then people could lead more honest lives. Oh, it was so good. So many aspects of it. So one of the things that she said was Richie being in love with someone other than Will. And I was like, oh. Teaming that with the bartender flirtation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. And just like talking about open communication in relationships, like just being like. If Richie wanted to sleep with someone else, then I'd like him to talk to me about it. I'm the closest person to him. So why should I be the last person to know? It doesn't make sense. I was like, ah, oh, yes, like, so good. And yeah, Will just said, I'm seeing a whole new side to you, Miranda. I was like, me too. I really feel like this advanced her character in my mind. I really enjoyed seeing Miranda by herself. Even though the story was still about her relationship, it was nice to see her as an individual character having these discussions rather than, like, her and Richie. Yeah, I thought it really yeah, situated her own kind of character. Mm. There are a few bits I particularly liked. I liked when she said, Will is like, oh, so I, didn't, I would never have thought, I don't know why, that you would believe in free love. And she's like, it's not free love. It's like yeah. all these kind of rules. Yeah. And I just kind of thought a bit of like Kanye lyrics was basically her argument was that no sins as long as there's permission and deception is the only felony to never fuck nobody without telling me. That was exactly it. That, that was, was her argument. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye must have also been watching this Kanye's show. watching it me like, normally I hate Miranda, Kim, but um, and really, this is really resonating with me, so. Let's put those lyrics in. But it was good. She was thoughtful. I thought the acting was good. Again, yeah. Like, 
Her acting, so good. And you know I've bashed on yeah. her acting in the past. I wonder if it's really just nice. she's settled into it. Hmm, and maybe. we'll see what happens when she, like, she wasn't doing any of the acting stuff, which was happening at the start. Mm. I wonder if that's fallen by the wayside or if they're just doing an accurate, like, she's out of work. Yeah. And then again, what is your job? <laughs> Nothing. Again, on the door. And it's like with Evan, but still no ex- even if you're not making much money, you must be making money from somewhere. Yeah, to have this, like, scroungy cash. Yeah, you can't just like, be a lazy writer and mm. somehow just scrape rent. You can't scrape rent. If yeah, you're- if you're getting no income. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, good work, Miranda. Yeah, we'll I'm really that. loving it. I yeah. hope, like... The fact it's given us this, like, ooh, like, okay, the characters aren't always set. Yeah, I really enjoyed that because I think we both discussed earlier, like, are we going to give it to Kelly every week? That's going to yeah. get really weird and, like, not great if yeah. we just have, like, one character we like. But, yeah, it's nice to see it's, the Yeah, the circle has widened. Mm. So, On now the other just side. dip right down into the lowlights. What was your lowlight uh, this week? By, a, like, a country mile. <laughs> was bloody, oh, my God, Will and his Leah... The plotline I've hated the most the whole time. And then, so this episode, the opening scene is Will driving in a car and then he, like, pictures Leah next to him and then she disappears. Yeah. And I wrote as my first note, oh, so tiresome, shameless editing. Horrible. But then the episode did it, like, five times. It did it so much. The worst one was the soccer game. Absolutely. Where (laughs) they're playing soccer and they say something like, Will is one of the best soccer players. And then he sees Leah off in the distance and he just like runs over to her and then it sort of cuts back and it's like, oh, there's nothing there. So he's just kind of like peering around and all the rest of the team are like, uh, dude, the game's over here. And it was just so And I was like, it's not, it's not PTSD. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, and the thing was, he was upset last time, but it just seems so disproportionate. Yeah. Like, oh, she's not dead. Yeah. And when he imagined Sam as Leah. Oh, that was so Poor bad. Sam. Poor Sam. Although I'm glad she's still getting roles, like Sam yeah. being the girl that he danced with and then slept with and then broke the mother's plates off. Yeah. But oh, still. Brutal. When he was like, oh, you can stay, because she was at their apartment. I, don't, I guess she was there to see Miranda. Yeah. It seems like they're friends. And then Miranda goes to bed and Will says, oh, you can stay if you want. Like, he's pretty drunk. And she's like, oh, no. And I was like, good girl. Good girl, go home. Like, don't do that. And then so she does and she comes back because she forgets something. Again, plotline being advanced by Mm -hmm. somebody forgetting forgetting something. something. (laughs) And he imagines her as Leah. And it's just, it was just so weird. And then he was really rude to her. I was like, that poor girl is just getting fucked over. My relief though is, so she returned the $12,000 but without a note. Yeah. And then he went to the cafe to be like, there was no note or in the envelope or anything. Yeah. I was in a bit of a hurry. But I'm relieved because I think that they had their he's over it moment. I think so. I think this is the end of the plot line. But on that moment when he goes to the cafe, I just got really annoyed. And because of what we were talking about last week Mm. where we're saying, you know, yes, we did kind of think she was manipulative, but maybe there's a bit more of a nuanced conversation we could be having about that. Yeah. I'm like, she repaid you, dude. Yes, you're not together. But it's like, I was really happy that she paid him back. It was like, cool. Like That's good. Yeah. And then he's just so mad at her. It's like, do you just move on? And, and now it's just baseless. Mm. Like He says to her, you know what, Leah, you're a real piece of work. I'm like, based on what? And she says, are you punishing me because I'm seeing someone else? He's like, no. I'm like, but you are. You're because like, that was purely the reason. Yeah, like, she's paid you back now. So... The other thing he said, which made me be like, oh, God, like, capitalism and, like, relationships as property. I know exactly what you're talking about. The $12,000 would have been the glue. The glue that kept, kept them together. together. I was like, oh, oh so 
great. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the idea that he... I mean, after us sort of really giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think, we gave him such the benefit of the doubt. Never again. Never and then, yeah, he goes again. on to be like, I gave you the $12,000 because I thought it would be the glue that would keep us together, stick you to me, like glue. And also, like, you're not together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, ugh, that was so disgusting. Yeah, I feel like we almost need to apologize to Leah, like, yeah. for that, because, like, yeah. we went in hard on her. And, we were oh, wrong. sorry, babe. My other low light was just Jason just being really horrible with the whole Gabrielle Alex thing. Uh. And just a particular moment where, where Jason and Gabrielle having the fight at the apartment in front of all the friends and then Evan and Jason are in the kitchen and Evan's like should probably leave her alone for a little bit eh you got enough on your plane yeah the whole thing's a bloody mess and then like straight away Jason goes out and calls Alex I'm oh like, my god dude, she had a good like, response though she's like dude stop calling me yeah but I was like why are you calling her like it's just so yeah ugh, it just made me feel so disgusted at him and I think something that really got picked up on which maybe we can talk about a bit more second he is the villain in this situation in my yeah. eyes yeah like, totally I mean maybe villain's a bit strong but I just feel like it's almost like he came in between Alex and Gabriel this just really confirmed it for me I'm like you just don't give a fuck about like either of these women like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just like ooh well told me not to call her so I'm gonna call her it's just, like, Lynch, it was yeah. wrong he's yeah. really lost his centre like and it's a shame because, again, I was thinking there was a scene where they have, like, one of the few vaguely political conversations yes. on the show between Gabrielle and Jason where she says... Oh, it's pretty interesting. We're still arguing about welfare of the opposition because if they had it their way, they'd cut it from the budget altogether. You can't say that with that much certainty. Yes, I can. That's the goal of any right-wing government. Get rid of welfare. It saves money and it's popular. That's what Thatcher tried to do. Yeah, well, I don't think the Australian public would allow it. Bullshit. Do you think the GST was going to get through? The Australian public allowed that. You may think you know everything, but you can't predict what the Australian public think of. You don't know that. Which is fun, just hearing, like, Australian politics. Blah, I know. Blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> I thought you were meant to be the, like, social justice warrior type. I know. And, I mean, what he said wasn't necessarily... You could say, like, oh, he wasn't... You know, it wasn't like he was anti-welfare. Yeah. But it was still just weird. I was kind of yeah. like, they really let that part of you slide. And yeah. it's really to his detriment because now he has, like, no ridiculous. He has qualities. nothing. Maybe it will come back, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he remains, now that he's moved out, a part of the show in yeah. the daily rotation. He might trickle out, like, over the course of the season. Yeah. Which would, I mean, at this stage, I wouldn't be sad about. But I wouldn't mind seeing a kind of what they could do with him mm. beyond that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a possibility that he won't be much in the others because now he doesn't live there anymore. Yeah, true. Yeah. And what reason Alex isn't speaking to him, Gabrielle's not. Yeah, so he's gone. Sorry, Jason. Bye. What was your theme this week, Jim? So my theme isn't kind of so much connected to stuff that happened, but just kind of a thing I think the show is developing really well is like its sense of setting in place and like repeated, mm. like people frequenting the same spots and that kind of being the sort of narrow geography in which you, people live. Like you mm -hmm. live within the same five or six spaces. Mm -hmm. And for them, like I think a lot of their visual cues that they've set up in the first couple of episodes and now coming back again and again, the mm -hmm. soccer scene, oh. we're talking about the pool, the tram, the yeah. restaurant, where they always are. Evan goes on a date with the hot mom. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be fun her name? Carmen. Carmen, did she yeah. say it at some point? It was, like, at the very start of the right. episode. Mm -hmm. um, so Carmen and he go on a date. He sings karaoke at the bar they are always at. I'm I know. Like, Dude, go somewhere else. There is literally nowhere else. His karaoke yeah. singing was great. I mean, totally inappropriate for a first date, and she was into it, which is, like, shocking. Yeah. yeah. He sung the song, How's That? 
which I know I did not recognize purely from Australian cricketing ads. I think that was quite a thing. So against I was growing up using those ads. So like when he sort of launched into the chorus. <laughs> so cringeworthy. And then afterwards, Carmen says, I think I'm in love with you. Oh, <laughs> is that all it takes? Terrible. Seriously. God, get um, the higher standard. Absolutely. But I thought that it's, I don't know, it's nice how they draw people in and out of these yeah. things. The other side of it is like, not only does it feel cozy, for example, when again, Kelly, Evan and Alex are all on the rooftop having their kind yeah, of debrief of the nice. week, which is a nice kind of end. I love that ending. They also have like, it kind of makes, exacerbates the sadness of different things as well. Like yeah. when they're at the pool and Gabrielle and Alex again stop at the same lane, which yeah. they've used a few times, but yeah. it was very realistic that now it's sort of this battle for territory and Alex says at one point, you know, she stays in and studies at last she's studying while they're all having dinner and yeah. she's like, Alex didn't mind being by herself, but having to be alone because you can't face the friend you betrayed who's eating dinner right across the hall is a terrible kind of alone. Mm. Yeah. My theme this week, sort of about intimacy generally, leading on from that pool discussion, one of my favourite lines in this episode was Gabrielle and Alex sort of pulled up next to each other at the swimming pool in their lanes, and Alex is being really strong and forthright, and so she approaches Gabrielle to like yeah. say she's sorry. Yeah. And Gabrielle says this heartbreaking line. Gut-wrenching. You know what's funny? I love Jason. But I really loved you. Oh, yeah. And it just swims off, and that was really sad. And it's just a moment where you're like, wow, this show just did that really well. Like, these are the moments yeah. where it's like, oh. It was really crushing. And, like, I like that a lot of this episode talked about, like, different types of relationships and different types of intimacies. The other moment that really hit me hard was Alex and Kelly were, like, on the couch. Alex was crying, and she says, I'm so grateful to anyone who's kind to me that I have sex with them. I was like, oh. And then Kelly talked about having sex with people. Like, all she just wanted was to be cuddled. And yeah. like, At a certain point in our life, all the cuddling stops. Dads are looked at funny if they cuddle their kids. I feel we've just created a world where it's hard to give and get affection without giving and getting sex. Like, oh, Kelly, because it's just like, I think a lot of the time with stuff like sex positive feminism, whatever, the focus is always just like, yeah, like sex is great, like sex is good. It's like, sure, but like sometimes I feel like other sorts of intimacies are like really exploited for that end goal, which is like all about power. So I was just like so happy that she sort of said that, even if it's not necessarily reflected in her actions, but like I think that's quite real in real life. Like, you know, mm. you can have all these ideas and theories and, and then, like, totally, like, Dogs. contradict yourself yeah. the very next moment, like, by doing something else. I just liked all the discussions about intimacy explicitly and implicitly as well. And I think you could even contrast that scene, which I really liked, mm. to kind of the rest of Kelly's plotline, which I really didn't like this episode. Yeah. Where she, her voiceover was kind of reduced to her being like, oh, the guy, the car guy, she runs into again and they takes him home and sleeps with him. But then, I don't know, she's like, oh, he didn't kiss me the next morning. And the yeah. whole thing is like, oh, I thought you were my boyfriend, blah, blah. I'm like, this is boring. I want to yeah. go back to, like, that other prior conversation you had yeah, with your totally. mother. And, like, it was just 
more yeah. original and yeah, definitely kind of strong. Yeah, while they're at the bar, he says to some random girl like, "Oh, she's my girlfriend," and her voiceover says, "He's mine." I was Ugh. just like, "You've been on like two dates with this guy." Like, I'm sorry, but I went on two dates with someone and they call me their girlfriend. I'd be like, uh, "You don't know me." So <laughs> step back. <laughs> Take a seat. Yeah. I'm enjoying this show and how it's discussing different relationships. And I think it's really only going to progress. What with the Miranda Ritchie thing. Yeah, it's got a lot. It's setting itself up. There's a lot of meat to like chew on in further episodes. Do you want to speculate about anything else? There was one thing I wanted to mention before we do that, which Mm. didn't fall into any of our categories. So the whole episode was grouped around this like Garden of Gethsemane illusion. It went nowhere. It literally went nowhere. And so what was the connection? So Evan kind of explains what it is, sort of, at the start. At school, they told us about the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus hung around in the olive trees, pretty much on his own because his friends kept falling asleep, pissed from the Last Supper. At the time, he decided that the bargain he'd made with his dad was pretty much a dud and begged God to let him out of it. No deal, said God. He went through agony. He literally sweated blood as his mates were snoozing away. And let's face it, the thought of having nails hammered through your wrists isn't too pleasant at the best of times. Then he took a deep breath, left the olive trees and confronted his future. I guess the point was that he found within himself the strength to face it all. But he never, it makes zero sense. He references it at the start and then at the end. But I was like, who is meant to be Jesus in this scenario? Who is meant to be the disciples? Who is the Judas? Who is the prosecutor? Like, what is going on? It makes no sense. I thought Will was meant to be Jesus. But it's like, what is Will waiting for? I don't know. So I kind of read that. I was like, what is a trial persecution that Will has to sweat blood for? Is it that he's not dating Leah? That yes. he's, Does he have his money back? Is it her still being everywhere? Like, what sin was he suffering so we could be forgiven? It made no sense. Yeah. And then at the end, Evan, like, widens it and says, We all gave ourselves a break that night. We decided it was time to stop sweating blood in that damn garden of Gethsemane and come out and face the music. And I was like, no one's been sweating blood this episode. It was a very loose sort of connection, I think. I was like, ooh, well. I don't know. Maybe this, oh no, it was in June. I was going to say, maybe this was the Easter episode and they were like, guys, but <laughs> Easter? No, not quite. Yeah, I think they just <laughs> like the sound of it, which I, you know, I can't totally. But you need, you need to have an actual connection. So speculations. I think we've already touched on a few. Yeah, I mean, all that I would really think is, I think Jason will bow out. I feel like Gabrielle and Alec, I really thought, at that pool scene that friendship was maybe gonna get back together I think it'll come back I think yeah I mean I think the first step's being taken in that Alex has like truly apologised and said like I'm so sorry and was honest and was like look I Mm. didn't think of you then I feel like Will and Miranda are gonna get it on yeah that's that more of that was laying down he was kind of like tickling her at one point I was like oh Richie and the bartender will happen yeah I'm so ready for that to come. <laughs> it's going to. You're well. gonna like die. Well, I was happen? already like clapping during the other bit. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm forecasting. Yeah. And then a few of our other predictions about like rent disagreement. I, think gotta be, I also want to see a Kelly conflict. Yeah. Because I feel like so far she's been the kind of patient friend listening to a lot of problems and yeah. her own problems. But there's been no friction between her and other characters. And it's really interesting. Like, there was a bit in one of the scenes where Will was kind of, like, cuddling her in, like, just this really nice friend way. I'm like, she really developed close relationships yeah. with these people yeah, I was like, how really quickly. Been? Like, a week or something. I feel like it's meant to be, like, maybe two months. Maybe. But, yeah. I mean, even that. That's she's definitely close. slipped straight into I know. She's like, hey, guys. So, yeah, maybe some conflict with her will be interesting. 
Alright, random character generator time. Alright, ready? Oh, yeah. One to seven. Four. Tom. Oh, oh Tommy boy. The little weedy. Oh, oh. guy. They went on their date to the theatre and he was going to do a surgery the next day. And my first thought was, oh my God, is Alex going to poison him on their date? Oh my God. So that she can do the surgery. She did it. But then the next good thing was sort of mirroring Kelly's goodbye scene at the end of the day mm. last week at the same front door, obviously, because they live together. Alex was like, okay, bye. Like trying to avoid the goodnight kiss. And they just like touch foreheads. Oh, that was actually in my notes as I was considering having that as my MVP moment. Where I was like, <laughs> oh man, they did that so, we'll tweet but a picture like, of it. Definitely. It was like the most uncomfortable thing. It was like 30 seconds. It was oh, like, oh. I was loving it. Like as someone who really loves cringe comedy, I was just melting. That so was, good. yeah, that was a great physical comedy moment. And they, they love, like, oh. it also made me think about them with the, I forgot something, I have to come back. I was like the other like tension is the door kiss. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's great. Oh, as well as um, Carmen at their door. Taking a photo of yeah. Evan and then giving it back to him to be like, this is the memory. I thought she was going to be like, just in case you assault and abduct me. <laughs> I had this like photo of who I went out with. This creep. But I enjoyed, like, I thought it was like an interesting, they seem to have a few kind of patriarchy in the workplace comments, like about yeah. this like male confidence being like, I just did it. What could go wrong? Yeah. Whereas Alex was more cautious. I don't know. It was interesting. I'll be curious because she has mentioned that kind of be more explicit about like being a woman in surgery is blah. Mm. Like I wonder mm. whether that's going to come up again. Yeah. I think it will continue to come up. Should we do one more? All right. Ready, set, one. One. Common. Common's already got a bit of airtime. I enjoyed her. She was good. I enjoyed her character. I thought it was weird how she gets introduced is when Evan is sitting down fishing. Her kids, like, come up to him and then she comes up. And then they're kind of, like, all hanging out, chatting. And then, like, Evan just asks her out, but, like, in front of her kids. Yeah, that was super weird. If I was that kid, I'd be like, what? (laughs) He'd be like, what's that? He'd be like, love guts. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. And even the sitting down, like, it cuts from them coming and be like, oh, hi again. And then it just cuts to them all, like, lying around. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. Also, like, I wonder if the whole, like, oh, she has kids tension will come up. I think it inevitably will. For sure. Especially because Evan's such an adult baby. Exactly, I was gonna say when the kids came up to him, I, I feel like you know he does this moment with the fish where he like pretends to eat. Always well, like, pretending to fish. eat gross animals. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I was like, oh yeah, I feel like he's that kind of guy who'd be like fun with the kids. But if you were to be in a serious long term relationship, like obviously he has no parenting skills. Yeah, exactly. Or like any life skills from what we've seen. So no responsibility. Though. Yeah. <laughs> But no, Carmen was good. Apart from the line where, yeah, she said she fell in love with him after karaoke. I was like, how? How how does that happen? But yeah, I I hope that she'll be interested and she gets a little bit more airtime, which now settling into the structure of the show, I think she will. She will, yeah. Because, you know, she's a bit older and maybe will introduce a kind of different experience into the show. Totally. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a wrap. It was a good episode. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter, NotSoSecretPod, if you want some funny photos from episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.